Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Digging Deeper. I'm joined today. I am Cody Gesser. I'm the worship pastor here at New Life. I forgot to intro who I was last week. (laughs) So I was like, who's this talking head? I want to make sure that I did that, but I want to introduce you to our senior pastor over here. Hey, everyone. I'm Brian Wilmarth. It's good to be with you uh, via the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. We're glad to be here, and uh, this week we actually finished up our series on Exodus, and um, we're looking towards the weekend, Mm, and we have a good Friday service coming up here in a couple days, and yeah, yeah, we're excited about Easter. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of this podcast, but yeah, um, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, some of the questions that you asked this week, and particularly one where it said right at the beginning, what will make you change? Mm-hmm. And I love that question because I think a lot of the times, like, we just don't know yeah. the answer to that question. Yes. And we think we do. Yeah, yeah. But we clearly continue down the same patterns of just trying at something, striving for something, mm-hmm. and not actually getting anything on the other side of it. Um, and for instance, when I was thinking about this, it's just that old saying of seeing is believing. Yeah. But just because you see something doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to change mm-hmm. based on that belief. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people want to see something um, so that they, they will change. Yeah. Yeah. God, give me the sign or this mm-hmm. big grandiose sort of thing. And that will either prove something to me or it will allow me to change. I, I do think that that is something that kind of is embedded in our in our mindset as human beings like we're looking for that big huge thing god give this big thing to me and that's what strikes me about the israelites so again we're we're looking at the golden calf story they've gone through the the 10 signs the 10 plagues they've been rescued out of egypt the the red sea thing happened god has provided food for them in the wilderness miraculously they've seen all the big things mm-hmm. and yet moses has gone for a couple of weeks and they're like okay, we don't know what happened. We're just going to do our own thing. And they like completely go backwards to where they were like, oh man. And, and that is our human tendency. Like mm-hmm. we might want to see the big grandiose experience kind of thing, but really like that's not always going to change us. Yeah. I think, I think change happens way more holistically. Um, so like one of the things that I'm convicted by both by studying the text, but then just my own exploration of the rest of scripture and in in my own life um change rarely happens because of one little thing you know mm-hmm. or something that we just like oh i'm going to i'm going to fix this and boom it's all better like yeah. very rarely do deep, modification yeah yes like big deep fundamental things rarely change that way that's why i think change is is really received like how we change is is something that we have to receive from the lord from jesus ultimately and I do think that's the promise of the gospel. He promises us new hearts. And you didn't say it on Sunday. Change is received. No, I didn't. That's Actually, great. I think you're right. Um, I don't think that's I said really that. That's really good. But it is. It yeah, is. It's, yeah. it's something that we. It helps people understand because, like, the <laughs> question I was going to ask you, what you're getting after right mm-hmm. now, is what is going to offer us truly lasting change? Yeah. And I know that you're going to get at, like, we let Jesus change our hearts. Yes. Um, but it sounds like we have to receive that as well. Yes. Yep. And it that is. can be a challenge for us. Yeah. And I think, um, again, it goes against the grain of 
our human tendencies. Like we, we want to control or we want to be able to like build our own way there. We want to show ourselves like, no, I can do it. I, I don't need anything else, especially as Americans. I think we're, mm-hmm. we're so individualistic and, and self-sufficient. But really the gospel is about dependency. It's about receiving from Jesus mm-hmm. rather than trying to manifest on our own. And so uh, a lot of times when we try to change things, uh, it's it's on my own strength. It's like, what can I do? How can I get there? Um, you know, just like New Year's resolutions, make up a resolution every year or whatever. And, and you know, more times than not, 80% of the time, whatever. It's like by February, it's completely gone. It's like, ah, well, I've forgotten about that. Like we we are we are not capable of change the way that we think we are. Hmm. And I think ultimately it does have to be received, but we do respond or participate with the change that I think Jesus wants to do. So like right. building in habits or disciplines and, and, you know, adjusting your schedule to accommodate, accommodate certain things. Um, you know, learning the right things. These are all helpful, but they're not the ends or the only thing yeah. by which we get there. Well, actually, yeah. I didn't even write this down, but we'll just go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes me think about, well, one, something I've really been holding on to. You said this in a sermon series probably a few months ago, just about how like true contentment comes in dependence. Yeah, yeah. And as you're talking, yeah. like, as Americans, like, like, yes. I, it's hard for us to really know what being fully dependent on God looks mm, like yeah. in the culture that we live in and the abilities and modern medicine and yeah, all that kind right, of stuff. Right. So we're talking about change, but if we're receiving that, what kind of change are we talking about? Mm, you know, are we actually yeah. talking about diet or are we talking <laughs> about like habits and stuff? Like, I don't think that that's what, you know, that you're mm, getting yeah, at. No. But yeah, yeah, like if someone's listening to this right now and they're like, okay, I need to receive the Lord so that I can change. Yeah, Do you feel good. like that can change anything? Sure, maybe it could be your yeah. schedule or your diet. Yeah. Like God wants to help you in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that can happen there. I think what I have in mind is more of that deep, like all the way at the core of your being kind of thing. Mm. So like um, for me, I, I shared this a little bit. Like in college, I... Um, I hit a, a phase of burnout, and I've shared this a few times in different sermons along the way. Um, it, it was just a time for me where I, I was, I was at the end of my own rope. I, I had been trying to do too much, and I had this core belief, like deep down in my heart, even somewhat unaware, like I am what I do, or I'm defined by how well I perform. Mm. And that was an idea that I had picked up and built on along the way, like. I was in involved in athletics. Uh, I was a pretty good student. I'm a firstborn, so like I have that kind of dynamic <laughs> in me and all that. So like I I had just learned that man, if I if I succeed, if I do well, if I do the right things, you know, people will think well of me. Sure. And and that translated into me committing to too much. Like I got to do everything, and I got to be able to do everything, mm-hmm. and I got to do it all well. And I got to the point where I was just overextended, and I'm thankful that that experience while in and of itself probably didn't produce the change, but it was a catalyst for me to see, like, there's something not right here. And then I received from the Lord over a period of time through um, the community, the Christian community around me, and through scripture and through a variety of different means. But ultimately from Jesus, you are not defined by what you do. Mm-hmm. Your value does not come in you doing a bunch of stuff and, and getting the perfect grades or whatever. Like, all of those things, they will fall short. Mm-hmm. But I found in Jesus, this is where your worth is. This is where um, 
you know, where I'm, I can find my definition. So all that to say, that's the kind of change that I think I have in mm-hmm. mind, like true deep down transformation. Um, and when you heard that, yeah. you instantly changed. No, right. The <laughs> next day, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, I, I heard that one time and it was all better. No. Yeah. Because like, you used to use the word core belief, which um, that's language that we're talking about. Mm, but mm-hmm. do you want to explain a little bit yeah, of yeah. like the difference? In- yeah, that's good. So I, um, I'm i borrowing this and I, I, I think it's been around for a number of years, but I heard it from John Ortberg. Um, so there's three levels of belief, our, our public belief belief, like what we say we believe or how we think about things. So like, grandma, thank you so much for this sweater. And then private belief, what we actually think, why did my grandma give me this sweater? Like that's like in our heads and conscious, we can think about that. But then there's another level even below that. And I would say that's our core belief, um, where this is what drives us to make the decisions that, that we think. So like grandma's giving me this sweater. I'm going to look foolish by putting this sweater on, but I'm not maybe conscious of that. Maybe I am, but core beliefs are the things that are deep down in our hearts, in our souls that we, you know, we are moving and basing our lives on. So, uh, back to my story, a core belief I had was I am defined by what I do mm-hmm. and how well I perform. Um, that was a core belief. I don't, I wasn't conscious of that. That was at, at my public or private belief level at all. I was just doing because I had this ingrained in me, mm-hmm. but the, the burnout and the, the speaking into my life by other people brought that to the conscious level. Like I began to see like, Oh, this is a belief that I have. And I became more aware of it. And then that's when Jesus could begin to do the work of like, no, that's not who you are. That's not how you are. Yeah. And reframing my core belief to something different oriented to him. Yeah. So hopefully that makes sense for everybody. But um, that's a framework that I'm using as I think about pastoring and discipling people. And um, I think we all have core beliefs. And most of the time those are uh, undiagnosed. We don't, we aren't aware of them. What did the... I was having a conversation with someone just the other day talking about like the um, what's the word I'm looking for the potency and like issues with you holding those beliefs in but not letting them ever surface mm. when it's a negative thing. Yeah, you know, a negative yeah. thing. What did that feel like, or how did that manifest or play out? Like, did you have a men- you said some Christian friends like mm-hmm. so you were able to like were did they bring that out of mm. you or did you feel like I noticed um, a couple of things in thinking about that. So I did have a circle of people. I was a part of a ministry team. So I had both peers, like friends who were, you know, kind of laboring alongside of me, but then also some mentors, mm-hmm. some people who were ahead of me mm-hmm. and, and coaching me. So both sides of that, um, it was in those relationships that I really started to see like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not being my true self. Like I'm, I'm putting on a mask, like, Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. When I could feel like my in my body and in, in my emotions, like I'm tired and I'm frustrated, like and I'm angry some days and I'm sad some days and I just I felt like I was on a roller coaster. So they were they were you know able to see a few things and making comments about that. That was where it started. But I also noticed my own emotions. So mm-hmm. I think that's another indicator. Yeah. Um, what are we feeling? Uh, what kind of uh, emotions do we have, even in our bodies? And I also saw some of the tendencies with some stress and anxiety, like, okay, I got to get this paper done and, and I got to do this project for class. And, and I just, I, I noticed like those kinds of things just got harder and harder for me to finish and to do. And so you put all these pieces together. I'm like, okay, I'm not okay. There's yeah. something wrong here. Yeah. Um, and that was the, the first step 
and beginning to have like awareness of what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. That's really helpful. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, totally. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking a moment ago about, so Moses is gone for a while mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. suddenly we get Aaron and Aaron <laughs> makes a bunch of interesting decisions. And yes, I, I loved as we talked about that in preaching team. And when you first see like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Why would you do this? Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. Because like, Aaron earlier on was like the spokesperson for yeah. Yeah. Like, Moses. And you're like, well, how did this get to this point? But as you start to think in your life, you're like, mm-hmm. oh no, like, yep. there's spaces and places where this could happen to any of us. And I think we see yeah. this and it's like, it's so obvious. And we've yeah. read, we've yeah. seen, we know the end of the story. We've seen the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love that, honestly, that this reaction does happen because mm-hmm. it just lets us see like mm-hmm. humanity in it. Yes, absolutely. And like, what would be a way that you would say you've seen that play out? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. The way I, I, when I saw like what Aaron is doing, I tried to reflect on how do I do that too? Cause again, mm-hmm. it, it is comical. Like yeah. what he does, he's like, I don't know. All of a sudden this calf just appeared. Like, yeah. oops. you know, he's, oops, how did that happen? Remind you is like as a kid and you get in trouble yeah, right. with your parents or something. I don't know how the uh, dog got yeah, a haircut. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, and, and what struck me about that as I was understanding that, cause it is, it is funny and you kind of appreciate the humor of it, but then it's like, okay, well what else is here? Mm-hmm. And I see him, he's completely like, setting aside or, or casting blame to the people. Like they're the ones who are evil. You know that. And, and I imagine Moses and Aaron have had those conversations. You know, they're they're complaining in the wilderness, all that. But then he's like, I, it just kind of happened. Like, I don't know. And and the lack of responsibility that he takes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep, when do I do that? Yeah, and, lack of responsibility. That's good. Yeah. I think I think that's what I see with Aaron. He's, he's casting blame. He's blaming somebody else and he's not taking responsibility for his role. Cause clearly we just saw that yeah. several verses before he's crafting this image. He's casting it in, in the form of the calf and he, he is proactively involved in all of this, even if maybe he didn't want to, I think yeah. you could read the text in such a way that Aaron's kind of like, uh, well, okay, we'll kind of do this and oh, there'll be a festival of the Lord. Like he might, he might've been trying to make it yeah. better or something, but yeah. he's clearly giving in. Mm-hmm. And I, that's when I was like, yeah, I've done that in my life. Yeah. Like I've given in or I've not taken responsibility. And I think sometimes it is, it is helpful to, to spend some time in a text in the scriptures to see how do I relate to a character? And yeah. so that's for me where it was like Aaron, Aaron. Yeah. He's like me. He's like all of us. We want to not take responsibility. Yeah. And there's been plenty of times in my life where I've not made the right decision and I didn't fully lie about how it happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I tried to paint the best picture yes. for oh, myself. Yeah. Yep. And that doesn't do much for your heart. No. And no. yeah, that that looking at that moment is makes me realize like, wow, there's so much good work done in accepting full responsibility for something and then being able to move on from that. Yes, yeah. And I think like how this is my Brian Wilmar's interpretation or, or imagination, like how I would have loved Aaron to have responded is for him to take full responsibility and, and maybe even a bit more, I don't want to say it that way, but like take full responsibility of, of what he did. Like, yep, I did this. I'm I messed up. And like, 
that posture is the posture I think you see in the scriptures over and over that God honors. Like, mm. even if you screw up and mess up and, and you, you go down the wrong road, if you own it, if you take responsibility, it's like, yes, I'm sorry. I, I did wrong. Um, please forgive me. Like, the Lord honors that. And I think that's the pattern you see in scripture. And Aaron didn't do that. And and I just, I think about when have I not taken responsibility? When do we see others, you know, in our own lives or or like leaders in, 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 in a grander scale of communities or, or the nation or whatever, like yeah. casting off responsibility? Like, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not taking responsibility. I think the Lord wants us to, to like really step into that. And that's, that's the honored posture in scripture. And Aaron didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair to him, like, I mean, I had to look back at it, but I feel like there's probably like pandemonium about to happen in this yeah. moment. He probably didn't know if Aaron, if Moses was coming back fully, you know, so right. like, maybe if he knew it wasn't the right thing, he probably, yeah. you know, but then he doesn't own it yeah. later on the other end. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And that's good. That's a good word. Cause they, the, Moses was gone for a while. I mean, you, you, we have the, the benefit of hindsight, like, yeah. Oh, come on everybody. But, um, how I, many times have you gone to worst case scenario? In exactly. Your head yeah. Right. And you can't separate yourself from it. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I think it is easy to slip into that. Um, and, and when that happens, I think giving ourselves grace of like, this is what it felt like in the moment. And that's really hard, but it happens but I'm going to do better. Or I'm going to pursue better. And, and so like submitting to the Lord and allowing his grace to, to lead us forward, I think is really, really helpful. So yeah, yeah. no, that's great. That's great. Uh, three of your applications at the end there were mm. um, get to know God on his terms, trust Jesus and let him change you become aware of your heart tendencies. Mm-hmm. And one thing I really liked about all of those is it took the pressure off of, us to try to control our change. Like how you said, get to know God on his terms, trust Jesus and let him change you. Yep. Um, to me, Sunday morning that hit me right away. I was like, yes, like that is Mm. the right posture to be in. What, what, is that something that you felt Mm. like you came up with just from like your quiet time? And like, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so admittedly, like as I was preparing for this message, I was a really unsure about what the application should be. Like, what mm-hmm. difference does the the sermon make? Don't make a golden calf. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's like so. Don't do that. Um, and that's that's a good one, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it's it, I I walked in into the, like the latter part of that week not sure mm-hmm. what this is supposed to look like, and so I, I I was praying, Lord, just give me what this is supposed to look like and what I'm supposed to communicate, and and I I prayed into that. And I was reflecting on my own life. And these three things just kind of came. Mm-hmm. But I was admittedly, like, even walking in Sunday morning, I was like, I don't know if this is quite right, if mm-hmm. this is what God wants me to say or not. So it was an act of trust for me. So I admittedly was a bit unconfident in okay. how this all landed. But actually preaching it, like, in, in Sunday morning in that moment and having it come out, I was like, nope, this is it. This is what mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. And I think you picked up on it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's I mean, it's a little bit confusing because no one probably oh we're going to talk about the golden cap oh we're going to talk mm-hmm. about like having false idols yeah like, don't have false idols yeah right? like that's yeah. what we think yeah. it's going to be but mm-hmm. it was about change and how yeah even though they saw all these miracles and stuff like still yeah their heart was wicked and went back to like I need mm-hmm. I have a need to worship something and yes. let's make something yes because I'm already fearful of yeah and then you did talk about having um a mediator yeah which yeah. was a good section of your sermon as well. 
Yeah, but I felt like those three three application points, um, like you you highlighted there, they are about surrender. It's about you know not trying to manifest it ourselves or do mm-hmm. it on our own terms, um, but rather it is a submission or it is coming to the Lord and like releasing to Him, and that's a theme that I've become very convicted by in the last handful of years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that really is what the Christian walk is about. It's a it's a walk of surrender, mm-hmm. and each one of those. Th- three, it is a surrendering of outcomes. Like I'm not trying to control things. I'm not trying to produce a certain end here. I'm submitting myself to the Lord and he's the one who's going to do what he's going to do. And that's, that's what I, I think I walked away with even preaching the message that it was like, this is an act of surrendering and releasing outcomes. So I I think that's the, the good of those three points. Um, getting to know in God's terms, like he, he's, he's who he is. He's a person, he's dynamic, he's complex. And I'm not going to try to figure him out. I, I'm just going to be in relationship with him. And, um, so again, all of those three, I think release outcomes and instead of our tendency, which I think you see in idolatry is to control, mm-hmm. put God in a box or, or, you know, be able to manufacture a certain end. Um, idolatry is that. And trusting God is the opposite. How do we release and surrender our control? And that's that's the best place for us to be. Yeah. And I hope all three of those things kind of captured that. It's releasing our our, our idols and and not building a golden calf metaphorically or, or actually, <laughs> but um, it is releasing control ultimately and trusting Him. It made sense to me too thinking about um, when you talked about core beliefs because a lot of like the public and um, sorry, public and yeah, private, private, and then core. Yep. Like we probably feel like we can manage and control those ones. But mm-hmm. I was thinking about myself. Like, when has there been a situation? Is there something in my life that, like, oh, I just cannot yeah. get over this, no matter how much I try? Mm-hmm. And that's when, like, like those songs, like the old song, like "Change My Heart, Oh God, Make It mm-hmm. Ever New." Change mm-hmm. my heart, Oh God, I want to be like you. Like those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Like that's my prayer usually in those moments. Like God, change this thing about me because yeah. you know I have no control. Like yeah trying to do it on my own. Yeah. And so those core core beliefs I think are great because those yeah. are the ones where we do feel the most vulnerable mm-hmm. in, and mm-hmm. we have to like accept God and surrender in yep. those moments. And that's part of the, the goal of that third point, becoming aware of our heart tendencies. That's what that's talking about. Mm-hmm. Like getting to mm-hmm. our core beliefs, because like you said, we, we, we are aware of the other two. We can see it. We can think about it. We, we have conscious awareness of that, but with our core beliefs, it's it's really hard for us to see those sometimes. Um, but I think the act of just like, what's going on here? And just taking that little step back and just starting to self-reflect a bit, pay attention to our emotions, things like that. Like they're d- doing a little digging underneath the surface, right? It allows us to see things that maybe we haven't. And yeah. I think that's where God then steps in. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know what your core beliefs are. Mm-hmm. I know what you need. And God sees you. He already mm-hmm. knows them. Yep, exactly. And you trying to turn away like, oh, mm-hmm. let's, you know, here's my private and public. And I'm starting to see what that, oh, let's go mm-hmm. back out. We'll just, we'll <laughs> exist out here. Like God honors that, yes. like that hard tension of us being yeah. in with him. And that's where I feel like we find him yeah. deepest sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I think, and I think that's, He's sometimes waiting on us. He mm-hmm. wants us mm-hmm. to partner with him. He doesn't want to just override us completely. He's going to do what's best for us, but he wants us along for the ride. And so he will patiently allow us to get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 
Yeah. So yeah, this is our last sermon of the series and it's been mm-hmm. really awesome. I've heard a lot of comments. People have just really been enjoying this mm-hmm. series and seeing how their story is our story. So where are we going next? Yeah. Pastor yeah. Brian. Yeah, sure. So um, we've got Good Friday and Easter coming up this weekend. Um, so when we're recording, we're a few days away from that. Um, so hopefully you're catching this before. We encourage you to come if you're connected to New Life and, and part of our services. Come on Good Friday. That service is going to be a really rich service. I'm excited mm-hmm. about what yeah. we're going to do there. It's going to be um, one of lament mm-hmm. uh, where we, we just... Maybe some of these core things that yeah. maybe we haven't addressed or can lay it down. we can lay it down. We can come to the Lord. We can come to the cross, which I think is the best and culmination kind of picture of lament. You know, we, we cry out to the Lord, like, how long, oh Lord, will, will we be in this? The cross is a place where God answers that. And so we're going to experience that. And the whole service is going to be geared towards um, sharing and hearing and receiving from the Lord. Um, so we'll take communion. We're going to hear stories from one another, um, enter into song and prayer. Um, so it's going to be a rich time. So Good Friday service, um, join us for that at 6 p.m. on Good Friday. And then Easter. So we're going to take the theme or the idea of their story is our story. We're going to run with that just a little more. We're not going to dig into Exodus anymore, but we're going to take that idea that we've been exploring in this series and look at that through the resurrection. So like the resurrection is the like final resolution for our story. Even though it happened 2000 years ago, it is the culminating kind of event for us. So when we think about the story of the scriptures that's our story too and that is the culmination jesus's resurrection and so how do we see our own lives our own stories in light of that that's what we're going to explore um for easter sunday so i'm ex- excited yeah, it's to gonna be great yeah excited to have that so but after that um i'm excited so we did a series before exodus called misinterpreted verses yep. and we explored some different verses that sometimes we misread one of those was matthew 18 um, and it talks about how like two or three are gathered together. But the context of that, that verse comes with like conflict resolution, like where there's sin and brokenness in relationship. And we heard a lot of resonance mm-hmm. around that. So we're actually going to do a series exploring reconciliation in relationships. Like how do we work through conflict with mm-hmm. one another? And so we're going to spend a handful of weeks just exploring what does that look like? How do we restore relationships where there's brokenness? So I think it's going to be very practical and, and really helpful for us as we dig into, you know, our own lives, our own relationships. How do we walk forward with some of that? So looking forward to that series. Yeah. The great series to invite people that you're in mm-hmm. confrontation with. Too. <laughs> they should be here, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe they can learn maybe something. Maybe they should learn something. That's for sure. That's for sure. No, I I mean, yeah. I think that's going to be a home run for a lot of people. And that's yeah. a space that people struggle with knowing how to navigate mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, we, like we've talked about grieving and things yeah. like that yeah. as well. Like there's just some spaces that there's a lot of different thoughts out there mm-hmm. on how it should go. And yeah. I think being able to look at the Bible and see what Jesus has to say and yeah. what, what's actually God's best for us as yes. Jesus followers yeah. Um I think is really going to change a lot of people's perspective and hopefully mend a lot of relationships. Yeah. Yeah. This definitely will be, um, 
I think a, a helpful signpost for people. It's definitely not going to solve every problem, and you know, there's going to be some things that'll you're not probably, supposed to say that. Yeah, right. You're not, <laughs> so you're not selling this very well. <laughs> but I hope it does give people um, a good framework and and some stepping stones to some better conversations. Yeah. Um, I think so many times we avoid conflict, mm-hmm. or we don't know how to engage with something, or even recognize something as as conflict. Yeah. Um, I think we we have such a helpful resource in the Holy Spirit and how he helps us understand the scriptures better. And there's just so much that I think we can take away. So I'm looking forward to digging into this series and seeing what comes for people. I think it is going to be a hallmark for us, yeah. especially as we at church, as we're moving forward. Yeah, so forward. That's what I was our, thinking too. Yeah. Like you, you think, oh yeah, I remember when I had this. This is also like future looking yes. in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, with how we want to attack problems in the future and how totally. we want to be in relationship with one another. Yep. That's one of the things I'm, I'm, I sense God is leading us as a church into this next chapter. We want to be people who relate well with one another. Um, we, we love well. We, we are about relationships. It's not simply just like we're checking a few boxes. We want to be certain kinds of people mm-hmm. and relationships are a huge part of that. I feel that, that call, um, from the Lord for us as a church? Can we be people who relate a certain way? And so this kind of series, man, is feeding and building into that. So I, I don't see this as just like, here's some cool resources or some practical tips or whatever. Like this is forming us more into who God is calling us to be. Yeah. So I'm, I see this as a huge stepping stone for us moving forward as a church. In how many weeks do you think this series? Yeah, we're looking at five weeks into this. So uh, we'll do right after Easter, we'll jump into it the few weeks and the rest of April and then spilling into May. So it's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So you heard it here. If you listen to the podcast, you get to find out about the the next sermon series before everyone else. That's right. That's right. (laughs) A little little tidbit there. So good. Well, that's all we have for you you guys today. Just appreciate you listening in. Feel Mm -hmm. free to share to contact us at contact at newlifeonline.org. I hope um, wherever you're catching this, your week, hope your day is going well. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Have a good one.